0: This is episode 54 of Spiritual AF with Pixie Rose, the podcast for people going on their spiritual journey, knowing that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to share with you all about my intuitive courses. So Enhance Your Intuition is designed as an eight-week course to enhance your innate psychic abilities. This course introduces you to new spiritual tools and practices and helps you find your strengths. This course will soon be launching on my new course website. So jump on over to pixiesteps.com.au. That website is in the show notes. And sign up to my email list so that you will be the first to know when this course is running live. And as a free gift to you, when you do sign up for my email list, you will get all the information you need to know on how to balance out your chakras in seven days. Now back to this online intuitive course unlocking all of the clairs so your clairvoyance your clairaudience you learn all of them and how you can strengthen those clairs dream interpretation so how to do a dream interpretation reading reading a person's energy and aura reading the environment photo readings the enchanted realms We go through psychometry, what that is and how to do it. We go through mediumship. This may be something that's natural to you or it may be something you want to unlock. I teach you how to do readings with your oracle cards as well as your tarot cards. We go through past lives. And in this topic, you get to experience a online past life regression with me. We go through the Akashic records. We go through channeling and how to unlock this ability. I teach you how to tune into the collective and do a collective reading. And then we finish off with high vibrational food and energy. And I go through all the different things that may be lowering your vibration and how to start raising your energy. And your frequency using food and going over that everything is energy and that everything we're exposed to impacts us so as i mentioned before if you're interested in these courses i have a few going up there on my website jump on over to my site and sign up for my email list oh you gave your power away said a good friend to me as I explained how my last relationship fell apart. I was speaking to her about how I felt unsupported, how I had written a book or half a book, and I gave it to my partner to read. And I asked to give me some feedback so that I could keep on writing the book. And he had said that he read it and then had never given the feedback. The manuscript just kind of sat there for months collecting dust and as the time continued to go by, I was devastated. I felt like a failure and I really didn't know where to go from there. Now, I realized that one aspect of this was I gave this job or this opportunity of giving me feedback to the wrong person, or maybe that relationship just wasn't good in that way or supportive in that way. The other aspect of this is I did, in fact, give my power away because I let his thoughts or lack of action kill my motivation and my belief in myself. So since my friend brought this to my attention, I have not been able to stop thinking about it, about giving my power away. And I want to change this about myself and learn this lesson from the times that I have given my power away. Now, in my first quantum healing hypnosis session... My subconscious was asked questions about the fairy realm and some information came through around the devastation felt here in the fairy realm, which I would love to share more about very soon. The messages that came from my subconscious around this experience of the fairies and their power being taken was that no one can take your power away without you giving it so i very much believe this to be true and as someone who has lived my life as the victim time and time again i have experienced the same things replaying over and over again in my life And I started to realize that part of this lesson, that the only way for me to change this experience, for me to finally let go of the victim archetype and my victim mentality, was to transmute these experiences as a powerful lesson in learning my strength and my resilience but ultimately how powerful I could really be. I wanted to share with you a favorite quote of mine by Dr. Brené Brown. Love is not what we give or get. It is something we nurture and grow between people when we let our most vulnerable and powerful selves be seen and known. When that offering is met with kindness, respect and trust, and honours that connection, that is love. So that is Dr. Brené Brown's definition of love. And I really love that quote so much because I have had many dark moments. I've had two rock-bottom experiences. And I have very much learned to love myself in my most vulnerable state. But I question and I feel like this is my current lesson, which is part of this this inspiration for this episode, is I question if I have learnt to love myself in my most powerful state. Have I really ever stepped into my most powerful state? And can I love myself? I feel like in my attempts of having romantic relationships... I know I've shared quite candidly in this podcast around my romantic escapades within my divorce, my previous relationship and my current relationship. And within those romantic relationships, I feel like I haven't felt love from my partners in my most powerful states. Although I do know that in my current relationship now, as I'm stepping into this, as I'm consciously stepping into my power and reclaiming myself, my partner is responding with love. But from these repeated experiences of not feeling loved in my most powerful state definitely stems back to childhood. I actually recorded this episode a little while ago and then still felt like I was not quite in that powerful state yet and I know that this is definitely going to be a journey for me and if you're listening and if you're resonating with this message and this is something that you would like to do for yourself then recognizing that this is a journey with anything I don't believe that that we just decide and then are sometimes it is a bit of a journey as we feel our way into this new state of being. But when I'd recorded this episode originally, I still felt like I was very much in that vulnerable victim state. So I've done some interesting work on myself since, including the shadow work from the last episode that you may have listened to with Andrew Pierce as well as I've just started a new boundary workshop defining your edges with Christy Russell, who has also been on the podcast. So I do believe as always, this is part of why I do this podcast, because this is an ever unfolding experience. You know, this this unfolding rose that we're being opened up to and sometimes especially lately I still feel like that budding rose which is really interesting. I am 31 in a couple of days time and I know that I've been experiencing this for a few reasons but lately I've felt like that teenage girl again some things have come up for me and this is what happens when you go deeper into the layers of healing you think that you may have released something and then it comes up again you're triggered again and you go through it all again and stuff from my childhood and being a teenager those traumas those experiences of being a victim because i very much felt like the victim not the survivor so so i feel like this is actually the last time that i'm going to share things around my past because i really do feel like i'm letting this past go and i'm stepping into my my present state my time of being the mother and letting go of that maiden very much but for the context of this episode I do recognize that some of these issues that I felt have very much stemmed from my childhood. And I remember never feeling loved by my mother. Now, I know that she did love me now, but I never felt it. So being the third child, one of four girls, I didn't feel like I got much attention. Now, later in life, after many attempts of expressing this to my mum, expressing this need to want to be closer to her and have a better relationship with her and connect with her. When I was an adult she actually told me that she didn't know how to love me because she felt like I never needed her because I was this child who was so independent and so resilient and I remember doing work with Christy Russell in another circle and talking about how strengths can actually, we think that this is a positive thing about us and, you know, in lots of ways it is to be a strong person. But in some ways, like this experience with my mother, because I was so strong, strong minded and strong willed and independent. She didn't know how to love me, and she didn't know how to connect with me because, as a mother, the only way that she's learnt to show love is by giving and by being needed. And I never gave that to her. Even when I did need her, it's like I didn't know how to how to accept. Or <laughs> it's it's a, it's an interesting thing. Something else I've mentioned on the podcast before is also attachment styles. So less attached people are likely to have are likely to have had experience of abuse or childhood trauma and therefore stems their lack of attachment. So these are avoidant attachment styles. So these people can also experience a fear of engulfment. And again, this is something that I very much resonate with and I would love to hear from you if you resonate to this. I'd get messages here and there from people that are listening. Say hello, thank you for listening. And listening to my story and feeling like that's like my story is their own, really resonating with the experiences that I've had. So, so if this is you, if you resonate to these experiences of being the victim, of being this avoidant attached person that is so strong, so independent... You may also resonate with this fear of engulfment. And what this means is more so when you get into a relationship, there's this fear of losing yourself in the relationship. So because you are so used to being on your own, so used to being strong and independent, there's this sense of not knowing how to be with someone. This is what I say to my current partner. I say, I don't know how to be in a relationship. I don't know how to do this thing and like share this life together. I've just been very much focused on myself and looking after myself. And yeah, it's been very interesting, like sort of recognizing, you know, do I know how to be in a relationship without, you know, turning into the mother archetype? do I know how to be in a relationship that's not, you know, constantly caring or doing things for the other person? It's about this partnership and I'm learning, I'm learning how to do this. Some of my experiences, you know, I've mentioned these these traumas before and I'll just briefly, briefly go over it because as I mentioned, I, I feel like these are just things that happen to me now. These aren't becoming, this isn't my present, but I had experiences as a child and a teenager of abuse. I experienced molestation, rape, and different sexual traumas. Even later in life, even after I became a mother, I had another experience of feeling like a victim and being a a um a victim of a crime and it was it was pretty much the last time I drank alcohol and I'll probably get into alcohol and and those feelings that I now have around that but I did feel like my intuition was blocked from alcohol and I wasn't able to see the situation clearly and I was in a vulnerable position because I was drinking and because I trusted the wrong person and as as an adult as a as a mother I was raped again and that was actually a a few months before I launched my business Pixie Steps. So I did this like intensive three months healing after that experience because I didn't want that experience to mean something. I didn't want to go back into being that teenage girl that had this thing happen. I wanted to keep pursuing my dreams and and not let this person bring me down. But also wanting to heal from that and and move past it and learn from that experience. And then even since then, I've had another experience where I felt like a victim. So because of these previous experiences as a child and as a teenager, what happens within trauma is we generally fall back on one trauma response. So this is the fight, flight, freeze and fawn response. Most people are very familiar with, you know, the fight response. So these are people that have these situations happen to them and they immediately fight. They, you know, they're fighting for themselves, defending themselves. And then the uh, flight is you're getting out of there. You're doing anything possible to get yourself out of the situation these are people that are when they're triggered in you know even just verbal confrontations these are the people that just walk away they're being triggered they're getting the hell out of there and then the freeze response is obviously being experienced with it with trauma or a trigger from a trauma And they just freeze, they shut down, they numb. My response that I've learned, especially after this last experience that I had, was I fawn. So fawn is you go along with it. And this has definitely been my response probably since childhood. And what I've been learning about trauma responses is None of them are the wrong response. This is your way of keeping yourself safe. So showing yourself compassion, whatever your whatever your trauma response is, whether you're a fighter and and often like, you know, someone like me, I think I need to be a fighter. And maybe I'm going to change this this trauma response and I'm going to learn how to fight for myself because that's what I'm feeling called to doing. But know that whatever your current trauma response is, there's nothing wrong with that. So my response has been to fawn and what I've recognized is it's become a problem in my relationships because throughout any trigger, even if I'm not in immediate danger, even if I've just been triggered, I do find it hard to say no and to stand up for myself and I recognized that this is part of why my last relationship throughout all the different issues that we had, it was was far from perfect, um, but ultimately very loving. But my responsibility in the problems within that relationship was I was not able to fight for myself. I went along with things that I wasn't okay with and then felt victimized again. So another, you know, there's, there's different traits of this fawn response. So if this is a new idea for you, definitely look into it because it's helped me understand myself. So, but a few, just to list a few, if you feel like this resonates with you, you know, this, this going along with things, not being able to say no, being a people pleaser, Um, So another thing that I do is I often allow myself to feel uncomfortable and I, I sacrifice my own comfort for others' comfort. And I think this is part of why I've struggled to say no in my relationships because I feel bad for saying no. I feel guilty for saying no, I don't want to cause the other person discomfort or pain from me saying no. So this is how my fawn response affects my relationships and you know this victim mentality. And also something that I learned about myself in that shadow work workshop was the prostitute shadow. And I think this is what that fawn response really is for me, is I'm selling myself for others. So that was really eye-opening for me to see that about myself. And then I often blame others too after these situations. I find it it's very, very easy for me to sort of point that finger and I can even go from sort of one extreme to the other. This is another thing I'm learning from that defining your edges circle with Christy Russell is when we don't have healthy boundaries in place and we're not clear on our healthy boundaries, we sort of bounce from one extreme to the other. And this is that feedback that I've had as well is my extremities. So I, I go from blaming others to taking full responsibility for situations rather than just being able to be in that middle and recognizing what the other person is responsible for and what I'm responsible for too so throughout all of these experiences and especially my last relationship and moving forward within my current relationship because even within that 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 fear of engulfment and that extremities and those attachments, you know, I've gone from being quite an avoidant personality type and being completely independent and then going to the other extreme of being insanely attached and not very independent and, you know, putting everything on on my current partner and, you know, potentially a lot of pressure there as well. So this is my current lesson and if this is something that you're resonating with, maybe this is something that you could be feeling called to really connect with, really learn these things about yourself, you know, doing those reflecting practices that we talk lots about on this podcast, reflecting on how you can take your power back if you feel like you have given it away. Now this is all about rising from the ashes. So you may be currently in that deep breakdown period. And for me that's definitely been the last couple of months is is very much deep breakdown. So once you've experienced that breakdown, once you've you know been in that vulnerable state it's a, a matter of rising from the ashes and doing these things and it's it's going to be unique to you but I will of course share some you know practical tangible things in the 3D that you might want to try and things that are helping me in this this lesson and this process of taking my power back from these different experiences that I've had and, you know, part of this is obviously for myself. This is very much, I want to feel good about myself. I want to feel powerful. I want to feel safe within myself. And then the other aspect of it is I don't want to settle for a relationship that's not meant to be for me. I want to be in alignment To the type of person that I want to be with, I no longer, or I'm releasing this idea of either I have to be single and strong or in a relationship and loved and sacrifice that power, that independence. This is the conflict that I've woken up to, these limiting beliefs that I've had. And again, maybe you resonate with this. So some things that have been helping me take my power back was, first of all, a self-defence course. Now, I did this after that uh, experience that I had a couple of years ago. And this was amazing. It was actually a council-funded program. So it was free for people living in a particular area of where I live here in Gippsland and that was amazing. So I did this self-defense course and this is actually on my list to continue doing because I felt so good doing that. I felt very powerful and, you know, I, I very much believe in education. We need to educate ourselves in how to protect ourselves, how to be empowered in a physical state as women. And I want to delve more into this, of course, because ultimately I'm very unhappy and affected by the way that our current culture is set up I very much believe that the rape culture is way too prevalent especially where I live here in Gippsland I barely know any woman who hasn't had this kind of experience And this is why I talk about it and share it so openly in this space because I know this is you too. I know you know how I feel and it's not okay. It's fucking bullshit that women are treated the way that we are. But also as women, it is time to stand up and rise in our power within our feminine state Balancing that wounded masculine and that wounded feminine. Rising from the ashes and ensuring that we know how to protect ourselves. And that fight response is activated and we can use that if we choose to. And I want to choose that. I want to feel like I can fight for myself. I want to feel like I can fight and protect my children. Break this cycle. Another thing that has helped me throughout this journey was throughout 2020, I actually made a little sort of pact to myself and in exploring, releasing these triggers and that sort of thing, because it was after that last experience, I was really struggling to enjoy sex. I was um, constantly being triggered and taken back to that previous rape experience and so I actually went six months without having sex at all and just being, in, being on my own, you know, and I chose to do this single, but I'm sure if you feel like you need to do that, I'm sh- you know, you want your partner's support, that's important. And I recognize that sometimes when you have that experience, it is good to just cleanse, to get back to your sacred self. So that is what I did and that helped me to realise the times where I actually didn't want to have sex and I wanted to say no and I didn't want to be convinced to have sex. So that was really, really helpful for me to take that off the table, get back to myself and really connect to when I was truly feeling in the mood and when I wasn't. I've mentioned you know, boundaries, so this kind of feels like a never-ending um, focus point is learning about boundaries and learning how to get clear on your boundaries for yourself, but also how to communicate that to the people around you. And I might even get Christy Russell back on the podcast to talk about this more because I'm getting so much from Defining Your Edges and this is an incredible program that Christy runs in person if you're local. So I've really been focusing within this, this last year or two of coming back to me. Who am I? Another thing that I'm stepping into and I'm learning more and I'm sure I will share more of this on the podcast is... Now that I'm in a new relationship, I'm actually learning how to be more dominant sexually. So, this is so, so new to me. And I've shared in the past, there's an episode you can check out, which is Love Languages and Erotic Blueprints. And I share, you know, within there that years and years ago, when I originally did my erotic blueprint, I came up number one, Kinky and i really did like to have kinky sex and i was definitely the more submissive partner in that so what i'm stepping into now is actually being the dominant one and you know i guess as a as the typically feminine partner not just within being a woman but really wanting to be feminine in the past I'm actually stepping into this more masculine feeling role but you know still with that balanced feminine energy and and like I said I definitely want to get more into this the more I learn about it because it's still very very new to me but as somebody who has had bad experiences sexually and uh, yeah has had these experiences I I did feel like it ruined a bit of my kink that I, I did enjoy. So it's nice to explore this with the roles switched up a little. So that's really exciting for me. Another thing that I know I haven't shared much within the podcast, this is more so if you're interested in my courses, is I talk a lot about balancing the chakras. So throughout the this experience, I've been really connecting to my Of course, sacral chakra comes up within, you know, healing from sexual traumas, you know, letting go of that victim, stepping into your power, you know, your sexual power. It's all very much stored within that sacral chakra. But I've also been focusing on my solar plexus chakra. So really connecting to my self-confidence, my self-worth and feeling into that energy within my solar plexus chakra. And if this is something you'd like to learn more about, then you might be interested in checking out my coursework, my Discover Your Intuition course, because this is where I teach you how you can balance and activate those chakras. As well as I do have some guided meditations on my YouTube channel. So check out the show notes for that link. If you would like to do some meditation specifically on different chakras. While we are speaking about the moon, spiritual practices and connecting to your divinity. I invite you to the lunar temple, my sacred membership portal for mothers Now I found as a mother, and especially as a single mother, it can be so difficult to take that time out for yourself, to give ourselves that love and care that we all deserve. This membership is being offered on a sliding scale. So if you are curious about this Lunar Temple membership portal but are unsure about any commitments, first of all, let me say that there are no commitments. You can come and go as often as you like. But if you're unsure, if you'll even be able to make it to one of these online circles that I will be hosting weekly throughout the different phases of the moon, You can sign up to receive the invitation at no cost. So $0 sign up to receive the invitation and see what is on and see what aligns for you. Now, at $5, you can be included in my Lunar Temple membership and receive my exclusive meditations and information all about spiritual practices, giving tools and resources on all the different ways that you can show yourself that love and kindness. different practices that will give you immediate results and impacts on your everyday life now at this price you will allow and guarantee time for yourself at least once every month starting to learn how to care for yourself holistically with your mind body and spirit You will also learn all about the moon, the energy from the moon, and how to sync up your cycle. Also, how the moon energy may be impacting you. Now, at $15, you can get my exclusive meditations and spiritual practices as well as the monthly intuitive guidance so get the opportunity to receive mini readings from me each month and then the next scale is my $25 offering these are all Australian prices so for this you will get my meditations my spiritual practices opportunities to receive intuitive guidance from me, as well as tips, tricks and opportunities to expand your own intuition. At that $25 price, if you're wanting to expand on your intuition, And learn how to tap into your own intuition. So sign up today for the membership. And if you sign up for my my membership, you will get discounts on all of my other offerings. So readings, QHHT sessions, coaching, as well as my Elemental Love Oracle cards coming out later on this year. So I hope to hear from you soon. I hope to connect with you This Lunar Temple membership portal is my opportunity to connect with you. So this is my focus. I'm very much learning that I can. I can step into my personal power. And I'm learning that I can still be worthy of love. And understanding, discovering and knowing that the kind of love and relationship that I will end up with is ultimately an independent relationship. It's one where I feel supported and where my most powerful self is celebrated rather than being intimidated by or threatened. I don't know if you resonating with that if you're an independent woman and you struggle to get or continue succeed within these relationships because it feels like you're very much in your masculine the same time you want that masculine presence but this is just all about that power play we are in a time you know this great Awakening time stepping into the age of Aquarius where this is this power play is being healed we're letting go of that shit that is not our current relationship this is the new the new age conscious relationships now this is um, I'm sharing from Laura the woken mind. Now, in the age of Pisces, this is the old paradigm of relationships. These were based on codependency and karma. People gravitated towards those that had wounding that matched or complemented their own so that they could work with them to heal. It was this sense of chemistry, familiarity or safety that was felt with people who shared similar karmic lessons to the ones that we needed to learn ourselves. Those that are leading the way in the age of Aquarius, this is the new paradigm that we're stepping into, have found that they have done their inner work. They have learned their lessons and are now becoming sovereign. They no longer need to have their wounds mirrored back to them by people in their environment. These brave souls are being guided to release the karma and step into conscious relationships with people who support them as well, who support them as they become their authentic selves. This transition comes with both grieving and excitement as we, as many let go of their past and pave the way towards more joyful way of living life. This is what I was saying before. I'm I'm really connecting with that. I'm really connecting to the fact that I have done a lot of work. I've, you know, done a lot of healing. And another thing that's coming up for me now, just as I'm getting into this more channeled state, is forgiveness. I think I need to do a whole podcast episode on this topic. If this episode is resonating with you, if you've had similar experiences... Ask yourself where forgiveness sits for you right now because this is a major step for healing karma. Forgiveness is is the ultimate act of love in in this situation, in these experiences. Ultimately, we are all one. Ultimately, every person that comes into our life, whether they feel positive or negative, they are an aspect of yourself. And I know that can be a little full on. And I know, believe me, I know. So when I think of my rapist being an aspect of myself, that hurts my heart a little. It really, really does. And I know the only way to release that pain that I feel within my heart is to forgive. I forgive myself. I forgive those that hurt me. I forgive my parents. I forgive those that loved me and those that I hurt. I forgive myself over and over and over again. I forgive all of these aspects of myself that come into my universe, that project themselves in whatever image I paint them. I forgive that and I'm letting it all go. Forgiveness and love is your key to happiness. And when you are happy, you are free. When you are free, you are powerful. Let's not sacrifice ourselves any longer. Let us let go of the victim. Let us Let go of the prostitute. Let us let go of the martyr. Know that you are here to do something important. You have a mission. And these experiences that you have had are all part of that mission. This is such a big topic for me. The pain that is experienced on this earth the trauma, the hurt, we're all causing it, we're all responsible and we're all part of that healing process, let's heal it, let's let it all go, let's move forward and shift into this new paradigm, this new awakened world, know that you are not too much, you don't have to be strong, You can be powerful and vulnerable at the exact same time and there is a power in vulnerability. Another thing that has helped me is is awakening my kundalini. When you're feeling triggered, something that is really helpful to do is to move your body, shake it, shake it all out. And then this is helping the physical body connect with that mental body or the emotional side of ourselves And that movement is is a way of instead of allowing that energy to get stagnant and stuck and then we become reactive, just shake it out. Really connect in with what you need at that time. I really hope that what I've shared today has, has been felt by you, has inspired you, has given you some clarity if you have been struggling with this. And if you are struggling, ask for help. Again, I know that that is so vulnerable to do, to ask for help. Be powerful. Stand in your power and ask for help and be honest that you are struggling. Mm. Let go of these damaged aspects of yourself. You are not broken. You are whole and complete. I love these little quotes about the moon and how the moon teaches us that even when we are not whole, we are complete. We are purposeful in these moments. So whatever phase of your life that you're currently in, know that you are whole and complete and perfect and divine. Whatever you're feeling at the moment, just know that you're exactly where you need to be. And once you have felt what you need to feel, whether you're going through an ego death, rock bottom, whatever it is, allow that to happen. And then naturally, like the phoenix rising from the ashes, embody that, embody that idea of rising from these ashes now, I am so excited for this journey. If you are going on this journey, let's go on it together. Let's support each other. Let's create a community. Let's call in the tribe. I will continue to share the this journey with you throughout this podcast. There will be more and more episodes around similar topics, So be sure to be following if this is your first episode that you've listened to. I hope that you've enjoyed it. I hope that you've gotten something out of it and I'd love to hear from you. If you've been listening along and you're loving what you're hearing, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to connect. Be sure to be following this podcast on Instagram. That's a really easy way to connect with me and for more interdimensional conversations on all things life, death, and everything in between. And remember, even if your wings have been clipped off, they can always regrow.